from Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This week, the team answers the question, where's the snow? They'll also break down this warm start to January and play a game of Cities of the Week. Now here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, Jeff Forgeron, and Ann Campolongo. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 14. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan, joined by meteorologist Jeff Forgeron and chief meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey guys. Hey, hey good Brian. Afternoon. And of course we have meteorologist Ann Campolongo. We've been trying to get her uh, computer all <laughs> squared away. I think we need to throw another piece of uh, cheese in for the, for the mice running in her computer or something like that. But we were trying to figure it out. But she she's working with Mark, so at least we can say hi to her. Right, yeah, guys? I'm going to have her yell here. Hang okay. on. Anne, could you yell? Yes. She's going to get her mask. So, no, I don't, oh, that's what she's doing because she doesn't want to get too close. I can stand close to Mark, and I don't feel bad. Can you guys hear me? Hi. Hi, yeah. Anne. Can I'm, you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, how was your first week of 2021? Um, I would say it was anticlimactic. It was pretty low key. I fell asleep before midnight on New Year's Eve and (laughs) yeah, getting old. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like it's just normal kind of. Yeah, I mean, other than all the crazy stuff going on in the world. (laughs) Yes, yes. But but in your life, things are pretty normal right now. That's good. That's yeah. the way we want to start things off. That's good. Yeah. Um, and, and the weather's been a little bit warm. We're going to talk about that coming up here in just a bit. And I'm hoping that our engineers can get you all hooked up here before uh, before the uh, episode is over. Yes. But we'll, we'll have you squared away for next time regardless. We will. I'll get this figured out. Okay. All it's right. always me with the technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the, well, sometimes. Usually, I feel like. It's okay. I'll fig- we'll get it figured out. So don't worry. That's I'll miss right. you guys, but I'm sure you'll do a great job. <laughs> it won't be as good as it is with you, Ann. All right, well, let's get this going here. We're going to take a look at our local headlines. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. All right, guys, we are one week into January, and what's up with La Nina? Where is the snow that we were all kind of waiting and hoping for? Mark, what's happening? Well, let me preface this whole thing by saying, and I used this on the air last week, the graphics that I showed people and what I used in my blog, and it's still sitting there actually on the little tab up above that says winter uh, 2021 thoughts. Um, Nobody said, well, at least nobody here said, (laughs) nobody here said, wow, La Nina means we've got a snowy winter on the way. That can be the case, but we definitely did not say that. We said, hey, it seems to raise the chances, you know, kind of like loading the dice a little bit, a little better chance for seeing at least some snow. And, in fact, I have that highlighted on the graphic, the word some snow. So we have had shut out La Nina winter. So, okay, so now that I've given you all the uh, the disclaimers there. Um, yeah, this is crazy, huh, guys? So we've had no snow um, in the lowlands. And not only that, when we look ahead on our models, like two weeks out, we've had pretty much no big threats or, or excitement saying, wow, we've got something within eight or 10 days, nothing. Um, and we have also had not really a lot of stormy weather. Yeah, we had a lot of weather systems. Rain's been, I think about average November, December, and early January, but, um, crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, I went up the mountain the other day and, you know, considering our weather pattern being very wet, being very snowy in the mountains, this morning I updated the snowpack numbers, percent of normal, um, up on Mount Hood and our various mountains around Oregon. And uh, it was a bit surprising to see that we were at about 85% of normal up on Mount Hood, given the snowpack at some of our local ski resorts. But Mark, you made a good point on social media 
our snow events have been relatively high elevation. We haven't had a lot of foothill snow, and down at government camp even, it hasn't built, the snowpack has not been building very well as opposed to the higher elevations. You know, usually up by this time, we would have had, uh, you know, our morning show reporters or our nightside reporters up there at Sylvan Hill doing a live shot surrounded by about a half inch of snow or at least, you know, chunky rain coming down. And we've had absolutely none of that, which has been pretty remarkable. Yeah, you know, um, if you think uh, the, the storms so far, when I say storms, I mean any, any Pacific system coming in that's wet, um, they have been, in a La Nina winter, they should be colder than average, or at least average. And um, we've had system after system where it's, the snow level starts like above government camp. If you look below government camp, there's very little snow below 4,000 feet, feet, which in mid now we're approaching mid-January, and we don't see any change in the next 10 days. Uh, that should not happen in a typical La Nina winter. Now, of course, we know each La Nina winter is different, but um, yeah, you go to the lower elevations, there's not much there, and that's what's dragging that average snowfall down. And I'll argue you this, and I mentioned this on, I think, one of my last two blog posts. I said, this is acting more like an El Nino winter in that uh, we've got plenty of moisture, but the storm's been warmer than average. So um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Warm stuff, you know, huh? One of our viewers, Greg, you guys are familiar with him, asked oh, me, yeah. with these cold fronts, you guys are describing these cold fronts coming through, why is the temperature not dropping a lot behind the cold fronts? Well, these are west to east storm systems as opposed to the north to south or northwest to southeast. The ones dropping out of the north tend to bring a lot more cold air. Right, but you're getting this, that, sure. the air's coming over the, the, the land, you know, it allows it to cool off more, and that Arctic air coming right. down, if, you, if you're getting it directly from the west, Modified. I mean, you're just getting that mild ocean air, basically. Right. You know, um, I was thinking that with the, when I would look back at the different La Ninas of the past, well, two decades for sure, um, we haven't had one that has been this slow, you know, again, we know through mid-January, which is uh, one week away, we know we're not going to see any change. In fact, it looks even warmer next week. We may actually get quite a bit of rain at the ski resorts. We'll see about that. But the point is, we know we're going to get to January 15th and still not have any threat for lowland snow and uh, below normal snowpack in the mountains. And I look back at previous La Nina winters, um, we haven't seen one where we haven't at least had some tease or some excitement um, since 2000. That was the first year I started here in this building, so 20 years ago. And even in that one, guys, we had um, a brief ice and snowstorm, very brief, like a day and a half, in early to mid-December. I mean, the rest of that winter was a to total shutout for any interesting weather. But um, even that winter, we had something. So you really, um, you have to go back to the 1980s to find a La Nina that is this slow all the way through the middle part of January, you know, deep into winter. Wow. Interesting yep. stuff. We were looking at some of the climate data there, and, and this is right now the second warmest first week of January on record, and those records go back to 1940 at PDX. Uh, the first warmest, <laughs> the one that uh, holds the record, was last year. How about hmm. that? What do you know? <laughs> uh, and to add to that, Brian, Redmond and Pendleton are also uh, the warmest first week of January on record as well. So mm -hmm. east of the Cascades, same thing. Not Salem. Salem has a longer record, too, but they go back farther, so uh, further in time. So, um, yeah, really warm stuff to start. And like I said, it's pretty obvious that next week's going to be just as warm. Maybe, well, no, we've got some warm nights coming up with kind of a, an atmospheric river Tuesday, Wednesday. So there you go. It's going to stay the same through the foreseeable future. What's been a really unusual, you know, average for late December, early January is, you know, mid 40s for highs. And, you know, we've been hanging out around 50 degrees, really. Uh, 50 to 53. Or, or yeah. Hey, 50. and I wonder if our models are, you know, 
using old climate data in some cases or in some situations because, man, we have been under... I'll get in in the morning and that low temperature will not drop out of the mid 40s and we have forecast in the low 40s. So we'll miss it by a couple degrees here and there. And it's been tough getting that low temperature down. It really warm overnights and then we start warmer than we end warmer. So it's it's kind of like a snowball effect when you when you you know approach it that way. You know, that's interesting, Jeff, because um, you would think so that there could be they could be missing something. Although, on the other hand, I suppose um, sea surface temperatures are above average in the eastern Ooh. Pacific right now. Not dramatically so compared. I'm looking here right now and then a month ago. The anomaly isn't quite as great, but we do have, I don't know, a thousand miles to the west of warmer than average water. But then on the other hand, <laughs> the models do actually incorporate the, the real time sea surface temperature. So, you know, yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe. Um, uh, that throws things off a little bit, for sure, at night, more so than the day. Interesting stuff. We'll see if we get uh, get any snow here this winter. We still got time, though. Usually, it gets a lot harder to snow once you start hitting the back half of February. But, you know, we had snow last year in March, so you know, we'll see what happens. You know, the big deal with that is, and this really kind of, people email me and say, oh, no, I've seen snow in March, which is true. But only, I think, once in history, in Portland's history, have I seen where you have an all-day snow event where the city stays snowy and roads stay, you know, frozen or at least very close to frozen. Um, that almost has never occurred after about Valentine's Day. Basically, we're getting enough sun angle at that point. Um, even if it snows in the morning three or four inches, roads are pretty much clear in the afternoon because, uh, you know, you've got stronger sun, longer days, higher sun angle. So basically, if you're a purist, a weather purist, and you're like, I need a cold, frozen, snowy day in Portland. You've got about four to five weeks from now for that to happen, and that's it. Oh, man, the weather nerd in me is cringing right now. That said, <laughs> on the other hand, I'm big into that today. Um, if you look, you guys keep an eye on this. If you, We look at ensembles of the models, and we see those out about two weeks. And those do show right now, each of the models does show uh, what we call retrograding high pressure over us, which right. we've got a warm ridge over us next week, kind of a wet ridge where systems come through, but it's very uh, warm. But they all show that high pressure backing off the following week, which is the third week of January, the third full week. So that could lead to a change. We don't know yet. We know it's going to get cold in the eastern part of the country later next week. Um, yep. Will some of that suddenly flip down over us? Possibly. That could be in the cards at the end of the month. Yeah, I feel the same way. You just need something to produce that north to south, uh, northwest sure. to southeast flow, and that that would open the door for sure. And actually, the euro Boy, we're really grasping for straws here, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're, we're reaching out. <laughs> we're reaching out to three weeks now. But they, that's how this winter is going. Um, yeah. If you look at the the euro that just came out, they they run it to forty five days. The ensembles of the euro one uh, twice a week, and the one that just came from last night, it does have that like canonical. Um, La Nina pattern beyond the third week of January, lower than average uh, heights to our north, high pressures well offshore, has it cool and kind of wettish or cool and dry or cool and wet from um, then all the way through the middle of February. But it kind of showed that for the end of December as well, about a month Mm. ago or so. So it, you know, beyond two weeks, beyond two weeks, total crapshoot. You're not a lock. Mm -hmm. You're right. Before we get into our Cities of the Week coming up here, guys, how was your New Year? How was your, your Christmas holiday and all of that? Jeff, I want to start with you because you tried something new here that you've, you've never done uh, yeah. over, the, over the break. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, uh, the holidays were fantastic. Uh, really lucky to work for a company that gives us uh, New Year's Day off and Christmas Day off. So that was, that was great. Um, 
But yeah, I tried snowboarding for the first time the other day on Tuesday, and I think I'm hooked, guys. Uh, visited <laughs> one of our local ski resorts. The snow was fantastic. It actually snowed a little bit while we were up there. I took some lessons. I hit the bunny slope. I was trying to work on the fundamentals, <laughs> uh, and I think that that'll pay off because I think I'm going to make more visits up up the up to the mountain. It's one of those activities we can actually do right now safely. Um, so yeah, find. You know, it's a little bit, it's a lot of fun to, to do. So I figure probably worth investing some time to go up to the mountain a little bit more. But Mark, you ski, is that correct? Yeah, I skied and I considered when I was your age, uh, actually a little younger, uh, mid mid to late, mid 20s, uh, snowboarding was kind of new then, as I recall. Just a few people were doing it. And I thought, oh, maybe I should get into this because I'm young, you know, because am I not correct? The next few days you were kind of sore. Right, because oh, I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling it right yeah. now. <laughs> um, so I considered it back then, but then I just stayed with skiing, and then I had kids, and so I didn't ski as much. But um, yeah, so I kind of wish I would have tried it. I, I've heard people say you probably at 50 plus shouldn't try a new like go from skiing to snowboarding. Yeah, but I would imagine you getting to the ski resorts from your front, you know, from your driveway takes like what a half an hour. Oh no, it's a full hour. Oh, is it? Oh wow. Yeah, I, I still have you're... to go back through Gresham and Sandy. Yeah. Brian, do you do you do any skiing or snowboarding? You know, I tried because I, I didn't really do that growing up. And so I tried it, I want to say about 10 years ago. No, it was longer than that, about 12, 14 years ago when I was living in Bend. I did it up in Mount Bachelor and took some lessons and all of that. And then I didn't do it for a few years. And then I tried to go back and I, 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 mm. I, I fell a lot and it was just not really fun. Fair <laughs> enough. I, and I think I, I think I needed some more lessons is what it came down to. Cause you said you have a background in uh, something. What was it? Is it uh, I did a lot of skateboarding growing skateboarding. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, di- I didn't. So, you know, it, it was a little harder for me to catch on uh, with that. I, f- I feel like I'm an athletic guy, but uh, yeah, I, I really hurt the next day for sure. And I realize as I'm getting older that, falling down uh does not feel as good uh as it did maybe when i was 22 yeah well and it, it's nice to be you we use, utilize our webcams up there a lot it was fun to actually go up there and be in it and see all these snowboarders and skiers around so i understand now i can say that yeah and mark you over the over the break you had a uh a not so great experience with your house right Yeah, you know what, folks, if your roof kind of gives you hints, uh, you know, for example, in the warm season when it's dry and you go up in your attic and you go, wow, it looks like it's leaked a little bit. Oh, I'll take care of that later, you know, and and you you see that, get it taken care of because we woke up. Well, we didn't wake up, but we went out there one morning and uh, three spots in our windows were leaking across the front side of the house. And I I had been up there a few weeks before and said, gosh, it looks kind of moist up here. And um, yeah, we, we replaced half our roof in the end. Very nice guy came up and replaced our roof, half of the roof. I'd only done half in the past about eight years ago because apparently I thought it only needed to be half done. <laughs> so don't cheap out, folks. Get the whole roof done at once. There you go. You heard it from Mark. Well, how else was your uh, holidays? It was great. You know what? A lot of people, like a lot of people said, it, mellower, much smaller. We just had my mom over Christmas Eve and uh, just the four of us otherwise, me, my wife, and two kids. So it was just really mellow, which was fine for a year. I was I was okay with that. Same thing with Thanksgiving. Really mellow. Uh, sometimes that's kind of nice. Mine was super mellow as well. And, uh, you know, it was just the, us four kids, we, or us <laughs> us two and the kids. I guess I guess we're kids too. But um <laughs> Yeah, we we canceled all my my folks, which was a bummer. But gosh, the, the uh, COVID stuff is just getting out of hand right now. So hopefully we can get a handle on that and be able to see everybody again soon. 
Uh, guys, I have a city of the week for you. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yep, let's do it. All right, here we go. Time now for cities of the week. This is how this works. I'm going to give you clues about a city in the state of Oregon, and you guys get to guess it. So you guys can all play along at home as well. So here we go. This city in Oregon was founded in 1842. Okay. It is located on the west side of the mountains. It is along the 45th parallel, roughly halfway point between the North Pole and the equator. It passes right through this city's city limits. I have a guess. Okay, hold 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 on. Let me get a couple other things out there just in case. You just in case. We'll you let got the record it. show that I was first. Okay, in case you're taking. <laughs> in case this is for future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the home of Kettle Foods. They make those po- really good potato chips, uh, which uh, that company started back in 1982. And let's see here. Oh, they're also uh, home to four correctional facilities. Wow. Jeff, Jeff I'm going to give this to you. What do you think? Really? You're going to make me go first? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I All know, right. but I'm going to let you go. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to go with, and I don't think I'm going to get it right, but we'll go with, man, you drive. not right. You drive through it on I-5, right? Yeah, you do. I, I I feel like you do. Yeah, because oh, and shit. there's a sign that says you're halfway between the equator and the pole. I know. I've seen it, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> Woodburn. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Woodburn, but you are so dang close. Uh, this is home to four state correctional facilities, including the Oregon State Penitentiary, Oregon's only maximum security prison. Does that help you? Has anybody, and, any of and you? And here, I'll tell you what. The biggest employer of this city is the state of Oregon. Come on, Jeff. My goodness. A big government center in Oregon, a city. Salem? Yeah. <laughs> it is Salem, yes. Is that what you guessed, Mark? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. a lame person would say that anyway, even if he didn't know the answer. But, um, yes, that, that was. I, I knew that as soon as you said the uh, correctional facilities, I knew we were good. I didn't know there was four there, but... How about that? Yeah, I didn't know that either. I also didn't know that's where kettle chips come from. Is that you mean yes. kettle foods? Is that the kettle chips, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the kettle chips, and, and uh, I mean they're sold all over the country now. But those I are grew up fantastic. near there. Somehow I don't know that, even though I grew up like 18 miles away. Yeah, they employ 700 people in Salem, and then they have a plant in England, apparently, making the kettle chips. Making those kettle chips. As far as the weather goes, yeah. Anne's and uh, yeah, uh, more on Anne in a minute. We have an update, but um, because uh, I, I mentioned her because she's finishing up the forecast right now because we have a show in about 25 minutes. Um, but uh, it looks like again, just like today, we're going to get two weather systems here in the next few days. Uh, we have one on Thursday night, maybe that's tonight. So some of you may not download this or have this drop into your feed until Friday. But the point is, we expect a weak system Thursday night, Saturday night. And then a warm pineapple-ish, pineapple express-ish sort of thing, atmospheric river around Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. So what that does is it leaves us daylight hours today were dry on Thursday. The day, most of the daylight hours Friday will be dry. There will be a few sprinkles around maybe, but tomorrow looks like a bright day again, Friday. Saturday looks great. And then Sunday, uh, we do have some showers around, but the bulk of that Saturday night system has gone through. So Sunday's like a few leftover showers. So really all the way through Monday, 
we don't expect expect a lot of rain during uh, any daylight hours. Not exactly deck staining weather, but the point is, uh, it's not all that wet during the daytimes uh, through the weekend. I don't know who's staining their deck in, in er, early Nobody. January, but yeah. yeah, it's like putting a roof on. Who would do that? That's right. <laughs> what is it? What's the update on Ann? Oh, Ann. Um, so what's the update? Am I correct that he was not able to get it? Brian, our our, our engineer, was not able to get it working. Oh, they had to take it away. They took it upstairs. He doesn't oh. Know why. He doesn't know why. They're going to perform uh, some surgery on it now. Yeah, they're going to do some serious surgery. There were two of them down here, weren't there? Yeah. So there were three people. While we were figuring out what's going on in Salem, there were three people gathered around that computer trying to figure out here at Fox 12 what was going on with Ann's computer. So wow. we're going to find out. Maybe we'll provide you an update next week, but maybe she'll get a brand new shiny one. You know, when Ann sends out the bat signal for help, everybody comes. Oh, everybody comes running. But you and I and Jeff send out the signal. Eh, yeah, I get an email we'll get maybe to like it. an hour later. No. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I am oh, hearing God. something. So I think the engineers are actually working on it right now. Whoa, <laughs> they are. They hey, are, guys, how are you? They are live on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, who is this? Uh, it's Joe up in engineering. Looks hey. like it's working. Joe is one of our new engineers, folks. Um, you're on our podcast. You're not Was live, but you will be recorded. Do we have your permission? Got that, Brian? Yeah, I got that. <laughs> okay, well, they're back. Wow. Hey, that was a fun little addition to our podcast, so we know it's working now. Oh, my gosh. This is great news. Joe is a nice guy. He's one of our newest engineers. He came to us from Forest Grove, so he's kind of a local guy, so that's nice. And he was <laughs> just on our podcast. Very cool. Yeah. I feel like we just had a special moment, like uh, I kind of almost, uh, I want to say in an in a IT way, kind of a spiritual moment. It was like they hacked into our podcast. Yeah, it, it almost was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, folks, that was special. I'm glad we could share that. Next time. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, we'll have Ann on next time. Thank you for joining us here this week. Enjoy these mainly dry days that we have coming up here over the next few days. Make sure you're staying safe out there, everybody, and we will see you next week. Okay, see ya. Bye. Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area.